American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. Starting the second hour of the National Intel Report and November 28th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we're talking with Greg Meal, uh, Mail. And um, it's funny because you, when you talk about uh, Steve's um, trials and tribulations in Florida, I, um, I moved to uh, Port St. Lucie, which is right outside of Fort Pierce. I was hired by the uh, NRC to inspect nuclear plants. And we, my wife and I, traveled from uh, from, Pens- uh, from Maryland. And we had our young, you know, one-year-old son with us. And we had a little, nice little utility trailer that we pulled with things that, you know, wouldn't fit in the truck. And we had it parked in the driveway. And one of the um, the local zoning inspectors came and, and uh, told my wife, you got to get that thing out of here. And they left a thing on the door. And, you know, you can't have that parked in the front yard. And it wasn't bad looking. It was all paint. It was brand new. I built it um, up in up in Maryland just for the uh, the purpose of this. And so I got I got riled at that. I said, what are they talking about? So I went up to the city hall and I found the um, the statutes and the statutes actually said that you couldn't park something, a vehicle or anything in the grass, that it must be on a driveway or a paved surface, which it was on the driveway. So I printed it out and I'm at I go back home and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting for this guy to show up. And he never came back. When you stand up to these people, they know you know the story they run like little cowards sounds like that's the case you know just knowing who you knowing you who you are yep well you know so um do you have any you want to say any more about the steve story you want to start taking some calls yeah we could just lastly the only other thing uh, i would mention on another subject is he also tells a story about how he's been driving without a license for he's never even had a license ever that's because he's not driving he's traveling but he never (laughs) had a license in his life that's good and every time he gets pulled over his car is actually registered as a road machine okay and he's like yeah i'm not driving you know and they and they the cops can't believe it he's driving and doing whatever he wants to do and in florida they have a statute that says you you know you can register the car as a road machine it's separate it's a separate jurisdiction and it's actually registered as a road machine all of his vehicles and so he doesn't need a license it says road machines don't need licenses it's in the florida code yeah that's like under the dot the department of transportation i think um somebody mentioned that i actually looked that up uh the, uh, there's a YouTube, I think there's a YouTube video or something where the guy walks you right through it, how to, you know, get your vehicles off of the registration. And because, you know, if you look at the title or the registration, you know, who's who owns it? Do you own it or the state? Well, whose name's at the top of the title? The state. So, you know, they they're they're allowing you to use their vehicles and you can use it whenever you want. But you must have license. You must have insurance. You must have inspection. All this this um administrative crap that you got to have in order to use their property you know so you know if i let you something valuable mine i said look you know this is how you got to use it if you can't use it in any other way and if you do i'm not going to let you use it so you know that's kind of the way it is well that research really uh, what you're saying there is exactly the research that is uncovered uh their 
you know, Roger actually turned me on to that, that amazing research by that doctor, uh, the PhD back in 1994. He researched the entire emergency emergency banking act. Um, what was his What was his name? Um, yeah, I can't think of it. It's you know, it's it's a it's, a, it's an unusual name, I think, and I can't yeah. remember. Supposedly, yeah. he was going to have him on on his show at some point soon, and uh, he's still alive. It was 1994. Yeah. And he did an he did an analysis on the emergency banking acts and the uh, trading with the enemy act, and it's just a phenomenal breakdown. It's like a two hour yeah. presentation, and that's exactly yeah. what what you're saying about this. So the whole certificate, getting certificates yeah. for everything and not actually owning things, that's where he he breaks down all the uh, the law for that. And, you know, this has been going on for so long. Even the people like these code enforcers and, the, you know, they don't even understand that this is going on. They just think, well, that's the way we've been doing it. That's the way we continue to do it. And, you know, until you bring it and put it in black and white right in their face and say, here's the law, you got to stop. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, well, now would, be, would now be a bad time to do, do some calls. Yeah, sure. We got. All right. Let's start. We have Dan in Washington. Hello, Dan. Hey, uh, real quick on Texas. I live down there uh, and they got the highest property taxes in the country. <laughs> so I don't know. That's one good yeah, thing well, about the West Coast is Washington and California actually voted to uh, limit the property tax at most 2%. But Texas, they go county by county, and they just jack it up. Pretty. That's the yeah, downside um, of that. <laughs> Texas is talking about eliminating it altogether. So, I mean, I've heard rumors about that, but haven't seen anything in writing. You know, so yeah, I don't, I don't see them doing that. That's how they get all their tax money. Ron Paul, I think, had a little thing, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Real quick, if you became a national, aren't you losing your social security? And then, are you, no. have you lost the right to vote? Well, you 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 will you will have to give up the right to vote federally. I don't know. I mean, we're still working on how to do that for the state elections, and you will not lose your Social Security, you will not lose your disability, you will not lose your VA benefits or anything like that. Those are all private contracts. Those are actually not not a government, even though they say you know that's the government, but it's really a, just a private contract between you and the Social Security Administration. Hell, even the IRS has got is a is a private corp. You just look at the mail that you get from these organizations. If they're if they're paying for their postage and they're paying taxes on their building, they're they're not government. You know, they're they're a uh, what do they call them NGOs, non governmental organization. Yeah, I it's believe a private because uh, the Federal Reserve's private, right? So you're paying into the yep private cartel system, kind of. Uh, okay, and then would you basically be? Uh, like a is that the same status like a Amish the Amish and then the Indians as far as I know the Indians follow they have to follow federal law but not state law and then you have the Amish which I don't know what they do but I they don't they're out of the social security system but. Yeah, well, they're being they're being dragged into it slowly too. You know, I lived in uh, I lived near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and there was you know there was a lot of Amish there. And I mean, for a long time, I thought that they were really you know completely absolutely independent. But you know, and now I'm seeing some cases where they're suing the Amish for not complying with certain statutes and things like that, which really shouldn't apply to them at all. But you know, they they're desperate right now. We have a thirty three trillion dollar debt. They're desperate to scalp every penny they can from everybody if they got to come there and turn you upside down and shake you up and get all the nickels out of your pocket so but you know that's the way it is so yeah, it's up to us to stop out. it can't squeeze blood out of a turnip as they say i mean <laughs> i think they're just yeah. gonna have to delete the right. computer zeros on the well any, okay. anyway yeah that was always my concern i just don't see I guess, I mean, you would still have to follow, like you're saying, I you like to drive a car, you still have to go to the speed limit. You still have to follow the laws, right? I mean, I'm not sure what what would be the advantage well, of you. you the, uh, the only, well, I mean, 
the from way I understand it is that unless you're a provable threat to someone else's life, liberty, or property, they have no reason to stop you and bother you. So, um, you know, there's it's, there's there's a whole lot of gray areas here still that you know people are working out. Some people, um, you know, are, are pulling it off. Some people aren't. I don't know the difference yet. It's just, I mean, there's so many aspects of all of this that you know one person just can't really understand every bit of it unless they've been doing it for 60 some years so it's uh that i don't know but you know i know if you if you're a driver there's a legal definition of a driver of someone who operates a a vehicle on the highways for profit or gain if you're just transporting your body and your family and your personal belongings then you should not have you are not a driver so that's that's the way i read it so well, how about if you traveled, like if I traveled to Canada, Canada, I'm not a citizen there, but their law requires me to have insurance. I got to go the speed limit. Um, well, I don't, I don't know. You know when what you're I traveling, mean? you're, 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 you know, I think there's like treaties in place and all that. You know, that's another, you know, another aspect of this that, you know, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not the person to answer that. I well, don't know. If, like, have what's called international driver's permits whenever you travel outside the jurisdiction. And those can also apply if you're in the U.S. as long as you don't have a driver's license. Yeah. I mean, you've got a passport card. You have a you get a passport card that once once you uh, if you decide to become a national citizen and you get a passport and you get a passport card, you can use that passport card as your identification and your traveling permit i guess you know okay all right well uh, real okay. quick though so you do you do lose your right to vote though that's uh as federal as you know. federal yeah and federal because you're removing yourself okay. from federal jurisdiction that's the way i understand it that's the way roger teaches it uh-huh. so but uh again you know um, gavin and i are not attorneys so we can't give legal advice right, but right. You know, as far as I understand it, you you can't vote federally, and whether okay. you can vote for your local um, or even your even your federal legislatures, maybe not president, vice president, but maybe you know maybe they can get yeah. you in on the um, you know the state legislatures right. in the federal Congress. So the um, that man, the the doctor you were trying to think of, um, Gavin, was Gene Schroeder. Yes, Doctor Gene Schroeder, the Trading with yeah. the Enemy Act. Thank you. Uh, uh, okay. Thanks, uh, Dan. Thanks. I yeah, appreciate thanks your call, man. That okay. is, you know, that presentation was absolutely elucidating. And, you know, the way he's breaking down each public law and each statute from the banking laws, you know, and he's tying together the 1917, you know, the Federal Reserve Act into the, the uh, 1933 uh, emergency relief act and the executive orders i mean it is so well blended together to making the case for why and and we get to see now why do we have these certificates of title we all can agree that when we, when we get a title we don't actually get the title we get a certificate of title but we were wondering what why do i have to have a certificate of title this partic- this this uh presentation that Sh- mr schroeder or dr schroeder puts together it put it, it basically tied in all those laws together and it shows them to you on the screen as to why, why we only get certificates. We're not allowed to own the property. If we're not allowed to own the property, what does that make us, Tom? Well, you know what it makes us? It makes us slaves, baby. <laughs> is, that, is that the feudal system? That could be. Yep. I, I, I believe I mean, so. Yeah, let me look. Uh, yep. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> So if we're not so, allowed to own any property, what are, are we property? Yep, Whose property absolutely. are we? Absolutely. <laughs> All righty. Well, we got um we got we got another one on the line for you. We have Harley in Indiana. Hello, Harley. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I just uh, um I've listened with interest, you know, for some time. But I burnt my Social Security card back in 1976. I threw a party. Invited all kinds of people, had a big bonfire, and announced I was burning my Social Security card and cutting all ties and severing it for the U.S. government. Well, I'm sure that I mean, they didn't have a bonfire and burn the copy that they have. So it's, you know, well, I think, I, you know, once, once it's there. <laughs> I have lived that life, though, ever since. And I've been pulled over well over 20 times. 
had my car towed, released with no charge, you know, tickets, no charge. I said I avoided them on the spot, but I'm not sure if it was that or that the car was not, as you say, a state car. It actually is only in my name. Were you driving? And, and, with, yeah. Did you have a driver's license? Uh, no, no, no driver's license. All well, 20 times. Well, what happened when the cops pulled you over? They they asked for license and registration. What did you tell them? Well, we never get past the driver's license. I mean, they never well, look for insurance, nothing else, because I, I come right out and tell them. That guy was so pulled let, over. Let, let's, say, let's say I'm the cop and I pull you over, and the first thing I say is, license and registration, please, sir. Well, the response was immediately, uh, I have no driver's license. One officer pulled me over literally 20 years, almost to the day, within months, you know, July 4th to Labor Day, apart. And his immediate response to me the second time was, don't you ever carry a driver's license? And I responded basically with, uh, well, sometimes I try. And he said, just a minute. And he went back to his car and seems like an eternity. But next thing you know, he's back and he goes, who the hell are you? Who are you? There's absolutely nothing on you. And I, I told you, I'm Harley. And he goes, just a minute. He gets the back of my car, turns around, comes back up and says, get the hell out of here. Just go. Don't bother me no more. But so I've been that, doing Yeah, there's a lot of times they don't want to. They're, they're opening a can of worms and they just don't are want you, to get involved. Were you, did you have plates on your car? There were plates on the car. But... You know, like I said, I've been pulled over well over 20 times. I've been uh, you know, drinking at times. They they walk away and left me after an hour and a half. I would not allow them to search my car. They wanted me to walk, to talk the whole bit, and I didn't refuse. That's one of the things I told them. I am not refusing anything. I stand on my you know, constitutional rights. I quoted several amendments, and then I quoted the state constitution, and then I quote, you know, like Title 18, Section 242-241, civil rights, constitutional rights. I have no civil rights. I only have constitutional rights. And they don't know what to say because they don't know. Yeah, they're just as ignorant as the 95% of the populace. Yeah, and after an hour and a half, the last officer in charge come on and says, just get the hell out of here. He says, you leave this man alone, don't bother him no more. And he actually uh, wanted to search my car and the whole bit because I tend to be a smoker, and he found my pipe. He took it and put it in his hand. He goes, what's this? And I go, hell, I don't know. What is it? And he says, oh, that's a you know, crack type thing. And I go, oh, must be. It's in your hands. Your fingerprints are all over it. <laughs> you know, I thought, oh, that's great. Thing. Yeah, well, yeah, there was nobody else on, on the spot, you know? But, yeah, I've been doing this forever. But he's, he's on target. The only question I have is there is a uh, CFR, 26 CFR, 36.3121-1H, no, 1L. And my question is, has that been rescinded? Because that states... Well, it's a national is also a federal citizen that Social Security is limited to federal citizens. Uh, so I would CFR. like to know if that's been changed. Because I don't consider you, myself a federal citizen. 26 CFR, and then repeat the rest. 26, CF, 26 CFR, 36.3121. And, of course, the last time I was pulled over, the guy did ask me, had I ever had a driver's license, and said, if you never had one, you're going to jail. All right, we got to take the break here. Um, So if you want to hang on for a second or uh, you want to wait for an answer on the air. I will. I'll hang on. Okay. Be right back, folks.
John, the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. All right, let's get back to it. We've got a few more callers, and we're going to finish up with our caller right now. So if you have any, we we, um, we just kind of looked up that code section that you sent us. And okay. we we uh, it looks like it's got something to do with the name change of a corporation. So maybe you don't have the uh, code section quite right. Okay, that that's certainly possible. Um, <laughs> but, but I'd also say that you know I do have a copy of Judge Perez's on the Fourteenth Amendment from June '67, days right. before Congress with other judges that it was not legally ratified. And that's, that's when that was. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very so, much. I uh, appreciate your call. I thank you. Okay. All right, uh, Gavin, you got something to uh, share yeah. about for you? You know, so I was I was really wondering. I was like, you know, this whole U.S. citizenship thing has always been bothering me. You know, after I had this experience with jury duty and I told him I wasn't a citizen and I got out of jury duty, and I'm thinking like, well, is there any evidence that I am a citizen? Because... I really want to, f- I, I had to get this answer figured out. So what I did is I went in and I did a FOIA to the uh, Department of Homeland Security underneath the uh, national, it's the uh, NCIS division, and you can do it electronically. Uh, and I asked them specifically, what I, what I said is I said, you know, I'm seeking information uh, to access my information proving that male Gavin is a U.S. citizen or has ever been in the past. 
and I authorize you to run a, a PCIS search, which is an internal search that they can run to, on myself. Uh, you know, I actually asked seven times. Every single time they denied me, they wouldn't give me. They said, oh, we can't, we can't do that. It's not relevant. On the seventh time, they finally came back. After I asked them again, I kept rewording it. I referenced their manuals. Um, ended up referencing the seven, uh, the manual of seven redress, which allows us to access our own information. And after I, the, the final question was, I'm, I'm seeking access to my information to prove that you know, Gavin is a U.S. citizen or ever, ever been in the past, and I authorize you to run a PCIS search. They finally came back and they said, we've completed a search uh, you, uh, for person-centric identity services and no records responsive to your request were located. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes if you don't get if you don't get that uh, quite right, they um, uh, they'll reject it. So it sounds like the last time you got it the right last on the time money it was finally right on the money. And so now I've got a letter from Homeland Security to show that they have no records of me being a United States citizen. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah, you know, and most people, you know, I mean, there may be some new people on here to listen to this. They're going like, what are you talking about? I'm a U.S. citizen. You know, I mean, every time they ask me, are you a citizen? I, you're damn right I am. What do you, you know, what's wrong here? You know, but they don't realize that they, they, um, you know, in, in when you are dealing with statutes and law, they can make, they can say that, and I think John Statmiller used to say this, they can say that a dog is a cat and a cat is a dog when it relates to this law or this um, uh, code section you know the irs is full of that you know a lot of their a lot of their uh, code sections all have these you know very vague definitions you know like you know um uh, who's a person what person is anybody liable for the tax okay well who's the what's you know they you know or what's income well income is all income yeah well if you don't know the the meaning of the root word income you have no idea what you're talking about. but since they send me, they sent me this booklet and a tax return i must be required or they wouldn't have sent it to me so i must be a person required so but they never define it you know it's all voluntary everything is voluntary, voluntary. and on the, on the note of the voluntary you know i would like to just go into the voluntary part and what it says inside the ina now the ina is the Im- immigration and nationality act of 1952 it's public law uh for uh 66 stat in the, in the statutes at large. The statutes at large are the raw, the raw law. It's uh, public law 414, June 27th, 1952. Anybody could search it, chapter 477. And it goes in to define uh, some of these terms about immigration and nationality. Now, the, the confusing part here, I'm going to tie this back into the 14th Amendment, is that if you read this, it looks like it would only apply to this obscure place called the Mariana Islands. It kind of like says, I never even heard of the place. Mariana Islands. It's like, what is it? A small speck on a, on a dot of a map. I mean, it's so small. I never even heard of the place, but it appears like it applies to that. However, what it says here, as you go through it, it starts to define different words. And one of the statutes under, under part 21, uh, excuse me, number 21, it says the term quote national means a person owing an allegiance to a small S state. Now, my question for any attorney or any legal expert, and I've done research on this, is what does small s state mean? Does that, uh, because there's no definition, does that mean California, Florida, or does that only mean an independent jurisdiction like China, you know, or another country, small s state? So that's a question that's unsettled. Uh, However, one of the things that it says in here at the bottom is it says uh, that anybody can actually make their own determination and and be what's called self-determination. You know, and when when I say self-determination, this is really in reference to the uh, to the people in the Mariana Islands. But if the people in the Mariana Islands have the right to self-determine, meaning that they can decide who they are, are they a national? Are they a U.S. citizen? What are they? Well, they have the right, according to this particular act, to make that determination. So if they have that right, and the 14th Amendment says says that, you know, all law, equal protection under the law, can't anybody also do the same thing and volunteer out of the system? Well, you, you know, are tuned I in would, to the Republic Broadcasting Network. I would make the contention that, Visit yeah. our website. By going to Republic. Oh, we got a hard break. We'll be right back, folks. 
Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. We got a we got several callers waiting. Um, so uh, what I like to do, I don't want to uh, I don't want to wait to the end of the show where we might get into a conversation and we can't stop. Um, Gavin, let's um, let's go over how people can listen. You know, because you're on the radio ranch a lot with uh, Roger and, and um, the group, right? Yeah, I mean, really, you know, look at the. I would suggest that everybody go over to that. Uh, Roger has that stocks. new. Yeah, thematrixstocks.com. I right. would suggest everybody go over there and and uh, get in there and start to educate themselves because this is not about uh, uh, a magical piece of paper. It's about you know owning owning the information and right. owning now, yourself. Yeah. Now, um, Roger did several shows with me. If anyone's interested in listening to the six hours that Roger and I uh, did on RBN. Send an email to Tom at republicbroadcasting.org, and I will send you the links for all six shows. You don't have to go hunting for them and everything. It'll be right there. You can put them on your phone. You can listen to them whenever you want. But also, 
the nice thing about the radio ranches is that you can use the link there. They have a conference call system set up so that you can actually join live uh, and talk to Roger. You know, we, we try to be, you know, you get a whole bunch of people on there and it's uh, sometimes a little crazy, but most of the time people, um, you know, just wait to be, uh, um, asked if you're new or you have questions like that, Roger. And Roger's more than happy to answer any of these questions that uh, over these subjects that we are dealing with right now and talking about. So that's the Radio Ranch dot. Uh, no, um, what the hell was it? Oh, it was the MatrixDocs.com. I got the Radio Ranch, and uh, they also play the. Uh, they also have uh, backups. The uh, archives on uh, Castbox and Eurofolk Radio, I believe. And there's a whole bunch of different ways. But if you go to thematrixdocs.com, you can find everything you need in order to um, talk with Roger or talk with the group. And if you need the six hours of recordings, I'll be happy to send them to you. So we're going to jump over. I don't want to leave anybody hanging um, this uh, on this today. So we're going to... Um, uh, we're going to jump to Sheldon. Sheldon, are you still there? Yes, sir, I am. I'll try to be quick and I'll go fast here. Spreaker Thank with you. an R is also another place to get all kinds of the archives. And uh, I've been a national for two years. And for Dan and everybody else, they've never once dropped the ball on my Social Security. And I'll call back in and give Julie my number, Dan, if you want to do a little quiet one-on-one. But I have a question for your guest. I've got 09 on my card, and I submitted the uh, requisite three minimum uh, sentences on my declaration. Uh, do you remember how much information did you send in? Did you give them a couple paragraphs or just a sentence that you're not going to play anymore or what? And I can take my answer off the air if you want. Well, according to, uh, according to public law, which is 94-241, March 24th, 1976, that's the immigration, that's the, uh, the one about the Mariana Islands, which I make a little bit of a correction. This is the one I was referring to earlier. It says in there that the people of the Mariana Islands have the right to make their own self-determination. And by self-determination, they reference a specifically uh, a specific sentence. It says, quote, I, quote, I underline being duly sworn, hereby declare my intention to be a national but not a U.S. citizen. And uh, according to this public law, that's all that's required. Now, the only argument would be, well, that does that only apply to Mariana Islands or what about everybody else? And I'd say, well, you know, didn't they pass the 14th Amendment and the 14th Amendment says equal protection under the law? So why, why wouldn't it apply to everybody? It seems like that's right within the uh, within the law as to what's required. It's nothing more than that sentence. Now, the only interpretation would be like, oh, well, how do you do that? Affidavit? What's an affidavit? Where does it go? Does it have to be at the court? These are all probably better suited questions for Roger inside of that uh, matrix docs. But it sounds like you, you, my friend, have done it right. So is yeah, 09 what, on the front of the passport or is that on the application? No, I, I, you know, and that's another thing. I ran into some people that in that little box up there at the top left of the first page, they put 09 in themselves. But no, all I did was just... Uh, I put in a sentence that you said, but what preceded that is I say, per Section 302, put all that down there, which is their instructions, like you just said. They tell you what to do, so so to, to not butt heads, I say, per your instructions, basically, you know, I declare, yada, yada, and that's it. And I did nothing but wait my time. Here comes my card. It's got no 09 designation on it, and... Um, well, I, I got what I want. I was just curious how you got ambassador out of there. I mean, you must have known somebody, or maybe you, your last name is similar to something that they just got done doing, and they just did a little Freudian slip or whatever. You know, I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know. I think he's just as surprised as you are <laughs> within the, the yeah. audiences. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it seems like uh, with your – I'm just wondering, with yours on – is 09 on the bottom left of your passport card where it has the number – is that where you see the zero nine? Roger. Like yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what. Okay. That's that makes sense. Then. Right. I yep. like that. Yep. I'm 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 sending him an affidavit. That says I'm taking my ball and I'm going home and we're not playing anymore. I love that. <laughs> you volu- You you volunteered out. Seems like that's all you did. I yeah, haven't done that. Gentlemen. See, I didn't do that exact sentence. 
You know, I, I took it and wrote other things, and I basically did a contract with them, and I said, I'll be happy to be a U.S. citizen as long as you guys give me all the back pay uh, since the day I was born. You know, I kind of made it as a conditional acceptance on mine, and I don't know, maybe that put me in a zero seven status. I really don't know why. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Roger top- says is that um, all all U.S. nationals are, are U.S. citizens, but not all U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. That's a very good testimonial, my friend. That was a thanks for sharing. Yep. That. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's really great. Care, Thank you, sir. Okay. You have a good night. All right. We got Steve next on the. Uh, he's up. Uh, up at bat. Steve, are you still there? Rocket Man Steve. Uh, Yes, this is Steve. Go ahead. Um, I had a similar experience with jury duty. As soon as they find out you're not a U.S. citizen, they drop you like a hot potato. Now, on this endorsement (laughs) code, I am looking at my passport card down the lower left. I have like a Q-899. Is that the number right under the picture? It should well, uh, uh, you know, I'm I I can't say I can't make the conclusion one way or the other, but I would say that it would be the 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 letter E like Q dash all those numbers and then the last two numbers. I have like an 08. Okay, see so see so you have 08, and you want to look up what that means inside the FAM uh, manual. Where would I find that? Uh, looks like it's FAM, you know, it's FAM manual and search for endorsements. I'd have to search the actual, I had it up earlier. Let's see if I could find it. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm, I'm sure Wayne is going to send it to me by text. Oh, 308. <laughs> yeah, it's 308. F-A- uh, 8 FAM 308.3-1. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not computer savvy. I don't have a computer. Up. Uh, another thing, there's a whole series of videos that Roger put me on. It's on uh, Rumble. Joe J O E L U S T I C A. Now he has a. You, right after you get your your status change, you write a letter back to the State Department and you ask request a. A certificate of non-citizen national, and they're well, supposed to send it to you. Looks like that's part of the application. You know, if you go to that website on the Department of State, it does say that's part of the law. But it seems like they they got rid of that, and they said it was too expensive to print those papers up anymore, and all that ink costs. And they they said just apply for a passport. So it looks like that was a something they don't they may not do anymore but it it may be there it's kind of a question mark okay uh, the uh, the fam means uh, stands for foreign affairs manual so i was way off (laughs) yeah foreign affairs manual and then uh the endorsement section is in there uh uh you know it's a long statute i'd have to yeah, if you put that uh, FAM uh, eight FAM three hundred eight uh, dot one into Google, it pops you right up to oh, yeah. fam dot state dot gov. It's, it's eight fam five hundred five dash five hundred five dot two dot one. I'll post it in the Skype here. You know, and and it's funny because that last guy that was on there, he said he had the O nine right there. Okay, and that's yeah. interesting because um, you know it'll give you the. Well, whether or not they all, it seems like it should say 09 on the bottom left. But that's the question. That guy said he had that. If it was a, a truly a national, should say that. Um, but the question is, is, does it just say it on the application? What about the front of the of the card? I don't know. Yeah, mainly on the, the real, card is where it really, it's, the it's real, really going to help you. So. Yeah, the real test is just like uh, the gentleman who called into the show, the uh, Roger show the other day, as he says, you know, he was at the, he's a little at a little Alabama town, and he's uh, you know call he's in there at a gun shop hanging around with all his buddies, and he says, I'm going to show you guys why you're all second class citizens, and then his buddies laughed at him and said, Oh no, what are you talking about? No, you know, no, you're not. He's like, Watch. He's like, I'm going to buy a gun right now, and he fills out the application and he checks other national. 
And they say, oh, that don't work. you got to be a U.S. citizen. You can't buy a firearm around here. And he goes up to the counter, and the, and the guy at the counter is a friend of his, and he says, oh, no, that won't work. you got to be a U.S. citizen. He's like, just humor me. Humor me. And he says, humor me and run it anyways. And he calls in, has the call on speakerphone with the FBI, and the FBI, and he says, hey, i got a guy here. He's trying to buy a, buy a gun, with, and he's not a U.S. citizen. I told him it won't work, but – and the FBI says, well, what is he? He says, he checked other national. And the FBI guy says, well, let me hold and look into it. And 10 minutes later, he comes back on. He says, run it anyways. Run it anyways. And that would be the – seems like that would be yeah, the – Yeah, he said it was test. up to the state to determine you know, whether he was eligible or not. So if I remember correctly, the conversation I heard from Roger. So, hmm. But um, all right. Well, thank you very much for your call. Um, hey, I, I don't want to leave anybody hanging today. You have another question? Yeah, one more thing. There's a on, on that video, Joe Lastica. They have a free DOT number you can put on your car instead of a license plate. Yes, yes, yeah. That's uh, something I think. Um, well, uh, I looked at that and that was pretty cool. So you know that there's there's like I said, there's so many facets mind, of all of this. Be stuff. mindful of of be be very cautious about using any sort of numbers or anything like that. Without, um, I would say that's a big no no. You know. Um, because that, 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 the, the, that's putting it, that's a, that's a, those are public. And if you're not part of that public organization, uh, that is a, um, you know, misrep could be a misrepresentation. So be very well, there, cautious. Something like that. You have, you have to look at his other videos. There's things you got to set up before you can do that. Yeah, right. you exactly. Yes. You need authority. They need to approve you as a public, uh, officer before you can do that. And that's, that's, yeah. So I would not, I would, that's a. That's dangerous. Yeah, be very careful what you do. Just don't, don't just don't hear something and run off and do it because you could that end up very, with yeah. your butt in, butt in a big crack. So, all right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your call. Uh, make sure you listen every day. Uh, help us uh, support the network if you could. And we're going to jump over to let's see who's next on my list. It is Paul. Are you there, Paul? Yes, I'm here, Job. How you doing? Hey, buddy. There you are. Okay, I didn't. I, I thought that was you. <laughs> yep, yep, that's me. Now you got you guys got questions. I probably got answers for you, if I can remember them all. Now let's see. Uh, uh, are you still eligible for Social Security? Yes, you are, because Social Security is not a nexus to the system. It's a private retirement program. That is just sponsored and administered by the Social Security Administration. So you're all good. They don't have a problem with taking money from anyone. Okay. Harlan, the reason that he's been able to skate on what he has done is two uh, very important things. Number one, he never had a driver's license, so he never entered an adhesion contract with the Department of Motor Vehicles or the Department of uh, Department of Safety, DPS, he never entered an adhesion contract where he agreed to only operate registered motor vehicles. Okay? And because he never registered a motor vehicle, he did not have an adhesion contract telling them that he agreed to adhere to all of the rules of the road and all of the uh, vehicle inspections, the registrations, the insurance, and all that happy stuff. What's interesting is when you enter into the registration contract, you're also agreeing that as the owner or the authorized operator, that you will not allow anyone to operate that motor vehicle now. It's not consumer goods anymore. It's a motor vehicle. That you agreed to not let any unlicensed drivers operate it. Now, on the old FAM, on the FAM website, uh, the 07, the 07 characteristic is the bearer is ambassador extraordinary and plenipotentiary of the United States of America to a country. Now, whatever country they've got you attached to, I have no idea. Uh, the 08 is the bearer is also known as an AKA or a given surname 
And an 09 is the bearer is a United States national and not a United States citizen. Now, I'm wondering if I missed any questions. No, I think you got it. You covered it all there, buddy. That was really good. Okay. Well, you know, I don't get everything right. I mean, you, you know me. I hit the wrong buttons and stuff like that sometimes when I'm engineering the radio ranch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was what was your, thing. Paul, what does yours say? Your passport card. What, oh, oh, I don't have a passport card yet. I've been in the process of moving for the last year, and I didn't exactly know what my address was going to be. And nobody knows how long the password or the passport applications are going to take to be processed. And I didn't want to be halfway between here in Oklahoma or halfway between here in Zimbabwe or whatever and have a passport sitting in a mailbox I'm never going to check. So, hmm. uh, yeah, I, so with the passport I haven't card- done that yet. It can be it can be expedited if you're leaving the country, and so they have a. I did it twice here recently, uh, having to do it get yeah. my passport renewed when I went to London recently. And I basically what what I had to do was I I call make an appointment, and I can get an appointment directly with the office. And in this case, it was uh, Seattle. I had to go to Seattle. I've been to the one in San Diego. There's one in San Francisco, and you go right in there, and they give you the passport same day. Uh, but it's at well, the office what? as long as you have an appointment, uh, you know, internationally. And you actually go in there and talk with the guys making the decision in person. I could say I'm moving to Georgia. They just wouldn't know what Georgia it is. You have to have proof of international travel. Yeah, you got to have a you got to have proof that you got a ticket. You know, like I got a ticket. I'm going next week. I need a passport. I'm going (laughs) on a boat to Mexico. Anywhere, anywhere outside the country, you got to proof of that, and uh, you know, and then then you can have an appointment at one of those agencies. Right. Okay. Well, there was one other thing that I wanted to share. And that is the website. There is two web addresses that go to the same website. So either one of them that's easier to remember, do it. It's thematrixdocs.com or exposethematrix.com. Go in there. You can check out the Gene Schroeder video. That's right on the on the. The new students page, you go in there, and and in the top it says, new students, click here first. You click there, and the Gene Schroeder video is right there at the top of the page. You cannot miss it. What a fascinating analysis, too, right? Oh, God. Gene Schroeder is just fascinating. Absolutely wonderful analysis. And basically what they did was they took the 1917, was it, 1907 or 1917 Trading with the Enemy Act, in which they had determined that German citizens were enemies of the state, and they made United States citizens enemies of the state. So every, every abuse they do to you, every violation of your human rights is because you are considered an enemy combatant. And under the the laws of war, they don't have to give you full disclosure. They don't have to respect your rights. They can look like they're respecting them. But when push comes to shove, they're really not because they'll abuse you at every turn. The only way to get a fair shake is to become a national, a national of the United States of America. That's the way. All righty, Paul. Thank you so much for that. That's a big help. Um, would you do me a favor? Uh, don't hang up. Uh, the board op has a phone number for you, and then we're going to go to the next call, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Hope to see a bunch of people there, too, because uh, more place, the more information you can get into your head, the more of this stuff will make sense. And we're going to go to Sherry and Sherry in Kansas. And, and Hello, as we're going into Sherry, uh, hi Sherry. Let me just just t- dovetail on that really quick, Tom. And that is, it's a it's about like the the indoctrination of of it runs so deep that we wake up, we forget all the oh back oh we're back to this old way of thinking that you know we have no rights, we've been treated bad. You know, it's a whole new way of thinking. That's why being a part of that that group that you have there with uh, with Roger and every day on a regular basis is so important because you begin to own the information and unwind the the past negative thinking and gets replaced with this new empowerment thinking, like where we become completely empowered. So Sherry. Okay. Hey, Sherry, there you go. 
Um, okay, Tom, um, Ralph Winterrude, and this gets back to the, the voting deal, um, he talked about a, uh, an article in the American Law Review, 185, Fed, 155. I think it came out in 97 or something like that. It was after the motor voter bill that went through in the um, 93. And now that they've, they're registering so many people as, you know, when they get their driver's license. And he said, according to that, um, that law review article that the people that wrote it up said that there are no um, there people just because they can vote federally there are no people voting in local elections or hardly any legally so I was just wondering do you understand that concept from the well, law review it sounds wondering. like what you're saying is that like the there's the the dormant de jure republic where nobody's voting under, and then you've got this uh, this de facto uh, you know jurisdiction which everybody's voting under. But that that gets into the idea of uh, the democratic state in Washington D.C. versus the original de jure republic. It sounds like so when and well, nobody's or, voting under. You know, and I suppose it could get into the uh, the. Uh, all these uh, government, local, state, and even school board, they're more considered corporate corporations now. But anyway, this is my hypothetical. Say if you, you're just sick and tired of the people getting elected, because um, you know how screwed up everything is now. What if you got a bunch of people together locally and they all were nationals, and they just, you voted for your people you really want in, and then you contest the election and say, and throw out all these people that voted as U.S. citizens for this local election. Maybe get the people on you really will change things around. Yeah, we gotta we got to start at the bottom up, so... All right. Um, I want to try to grant the last call. Okay. And, um, Sherry, thank you very much. And we're, two weeks from now, I'm going to have Steve on. So you can probably we can get into some more of this. And if not, come by, um, come by the radio ranch tomorrow. Check out the matrix docs dot com and come see us in the morning. Thank you very much. All right. We have um, we have a meet from uh, I think he's from uh, from Boston, right? He's from Boston. Yeah, Massachusetts. Uh, good evening. Uh, yep. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking my call. I just have a curiosity. What happens to uh, those supposedly 14 amendment citizens who were not born in the United States or any of the United States? Can they also become nationals or uh, they are out of luck? Yeah, I don't think so. That's, I don't think that can happen, but why don't you come by the Radio Ranch tomorrow and uh, uh, the, the matrixdocs.com and again, you can ask Roger yourself. He's the uh, he's the person I would trust to um, give you the correct answer. Okay, Tom. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. The show is, uh, we're, we're, here's the music. We got to go, but um, please support RBN. We really need your help to keep these people coming in. Um, if we don't have a voice, then, you know, we're just out of luck. And we'll see you in two weeks uh, with uh, Steve. Thank you very much. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you, Gavin. Hey, thank you. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. 
However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plants. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit Hemppaste.com slash RBN. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.